Star Wars 7x7 episode 1140. Today I'm concluding my series of looks at the cover story on The Last Jedi in Entertainment Weekly's Fall 2017 movie preview by talking about Rey and Luke and some predictions that I made a little earlier this year that seem to be coming true. Punch it, Chewie. I'm Amy Rackwith with Lattes with Leia, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod coming at you yet again from a hotel room in sunny Southern California and I actually finally got my copy of the Fall 2017 movie preview with The Last Jedi on the cover. I got a Ray version of it that was actually the last one left at the liquor store at the St. Regis Wine and Liquor Store, which is kitty corner from the hotel. I mean, it wasn't even at Barnes & Noble, like the giant bookstore at the Big Grove uh, shopping area. No, it wasn't even there. I had to find it at a random liquor store when I went in to grab a four-pack of Guinness. I guess it pays to keep your eyes open around you after all. Anyway, there's one story left that I haven't yet talked about in regard to the whole Entertainment Weekly cover story, and ironically, it's actually the first one that came out, although four different stories debuted the day that they you know, opened everything up, but this one is the one I haven't talked about. It's the one with Ray and Luke, and interestingly enough, I had gone through, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you probably remember this. I went through a series of articles based on Ryan Johnson's interview with Vanity Fair, where he talked about figuring out what the biggest challenge was going to be for each of the characters, and that that was part of what he did as he was beginning to construct the movie. And so I did a series of episodes talking about what I thought those biggest challenges could be, and we actually get to find out what the biggest challenge is for Luke from Mark Hamill's perspective. And it turns out I was right on the money on this one. This is what Mark Hamill says about the Luke Skywalker character. He says, Luke made a huge mistake in thinking his nephew was the chosen one. Okay, so that's a huge thing that we'll get to in a second. So he invested everything he had in Kylo, much like Obi-Wan did with my character. And Luke is betrayed with tragic consequences. Luke feels responsible for that. That's the primary obstacle he has to rejoining the world and his place in the Jedi hierarchy, you know? It's that guilt, that feeling that it's his fault that he didn't detect the darkness in Kylo until it was too late. So hearing that, you have to imagine that Luke is probably thinking he's very much like Obi-Wan Kenobi right now because Obi-Wan trained his dad, Darth Vader, and that didn't go so well. Luke tried to train his nephew, and his nephew had too much Vader in him, I guess, and so he went nuts and killed everyone. And so Luke had about as much success with Ben Solo as Obi-Wan did with Darth Vader, which is just going to make Luke have doubts about this whole Jedi business in general. I mean, there's probably not a heck of a lot he knows about how the Jedi did things, you know? I mean, yeah, there was, uh, who was it, Gracchus the Hutt? Uh, he was collecting a whole bunch of Jedi artifacts and whatnot, and there are other people that are collecting Jedi artifacts too. There was a guy who was collecting them that was uh, a subject of a short story in Star Wars Insider magazine a while back too. But, you know, it doesn't really say a lot about how the Jedi ran things in the Golden Era, as it were, in the days of the Old Republic. Uh, not the old, old, old Republic. I'm talking about the Republic before. I guess it would be the Galactic Republic. That's probably the better way to say it. So 
Luke just seems to have a very negative experience with the whole Jedi training situation. And so <laughs> seems like he doesn't want any part of it. And maybe that's why he's saying it's time for the Jedi to end because it doesn't work on on skywalkers to some degree that process is wound up turning two people very evil and having tremendously bad effects for the galaxy at large now in this article Brian johnson says and he's said this before but you know it's worth pointing out that the story is consistent at the very least uh, Ryan Johnson, the very first step in the writing of this was figuring out why Luke's on that island. We know that he's not a coward, he's not just hiding because he's scared, but we also know that he must know his friends are in danger. He must know the galaxy needs him, and he's sitting on this island in the middle of nowhere. There had to be an answer. It had to be something where Luke Skywalker believes he's doing the right thing, and the process of figuring out what that is and unpacking it is the journey for Rey, unquote. So there are at least two ways you can go about interpreting that statement. First of all, you can look at what Mark Hamill said about Luke Skywalker's guilt and say, well, if he feels like he's the cause of why Ben Solo went evil, then he's doing the right thing by staying out of the way and staying on the island but there's also kind of a pity party aspect to that too right like oh boohoo you trained a kid and he turned bad like how many jedi did that happen to you know throughout history right so why should he be locking himself up on an island and taking himself away just because one student went bad and i'll tell you about another way you could look at this whole thing after the break so stay tuned Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com slash TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. Welcome back. All right, so the other idea I wanted to throw at you was the idea of escalation. So if you remember how in Batman Begins, like at the end of the movie, Gordon and Batman are talking about how if the police get bulletproof vests, then the criminals start using armor-piercing bullets, and then if somebody wild like Batman shows up, then suddenly wild criminals are going to start showing up. So maybe Luke thinks that having a super-powered being fighting for good in the galaxy is just going to draw out uh, super-powered beings fighting for evil in the galaxy. I don't know. That one feels like a bit of a stretch to me. Quite honestly, it's a legitimate idea, I think, but I don't think that's going to turn out to be the answer. And I'd love to hear your theories on it too, so please do chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk with you again from sunny Southern California tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's Destiny Unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.